Welcome, Mike Heller. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to be here. You had a week off. Yeah. What did it's you good do? That you had an um, episode banked away in your little um, drawer of episodes. I have plenty of episodes all banked away. I'm squirreling them away for a rainy day. <laughs> in case I fall into a temporary coma. Or you do. Either yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're going to have to do all the editing and uploading, though, if oh, I fall gosh. into a coma. So Try know, to avoid luck. comas. So Please. you've been, what did you do this week? You were gone. What did you do? I went to Nevada. Okay. You saw your parents? Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I went to the uh, Omega Mart, which is, you know what it is? It's like a, it's like a Meow Wolf. It's like this immersive art world. Is it the same people that do the Meow Wolf? Yeah. It's the same people who do Meow Wolf made a new Meow Wolf with a different narrative in um vegas and it's like sort of this like dystopian consumerist mega corporation thing i think you'd enjoy it it's like sort of pushes your buttons so speaking of which i was over at a testing site with my daughter and oh, a covid testing site? yeah covid testing and uh, i wondered what that meant they were giving out habit burgers <laughs> being a vegan you expect oh okay i'm gonna be left out but I was not left out. They accommodated you and your bizarre dietary restrictions. Now their burger is 100% vegan. And nice. the burger they offered me, their free burger that uh, was offered to me at the testing site, was a, a real free vegan burger from top to bottom, from stem to stern. Yay. But the thing about... The habit that's interesting is it's owned by the Yum Corporation. Oh, I had no idea. I thought they only did Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC. They're getting into burgers. Dang. <laughs> I wonder if the habit's going to explode into a mega corporation soon. Like a mega chain. I was thinking about like themes that this podcast would have. and it, I mean, it has to do with either getting food easy... Like, mm -hmm. let's say, like, where how I got it, like, just, just showing up and there was a burger for me. Or actually just going and having to travel for your burger or your mm -hmm. or your delights or your meatless thing. Which uh, you did for Taco Bell recently. That's right. And, and, and the interesting thing about, let's say, like, the habit is their burger was not like a Beyond Burger or an Impossible Burger. It was actually, a, it's actually a vegan Morningstar Burger. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a throwback kind of thing. It was this kind of, I don't know, the, the Morningstar burger. Very. Could you taste the vegetables? Yeah, it's kind of that hard vegetable patty disc that doesn't taste bad, but is very formed like a, like a, like a hard disc. You know it's a veggie patty. Veggie disc. Yeah, it's great. There is something comforting about it, that because that was the veggie burger that we all know and loved before. It's my childhood you know, veggie burger. Before it all got weird. Mm -hmm. Before it got Uncanny Valley. It, it looks like a hockey puck. The carrots inside and little green bits. I also have kind of a, I don't know, a difficult relationship with Morningstar because they put a lot of egg and milk in a lot of their products. They rug-pulled us. They had a bunch of non-egg and milk products, and then they threw in eggs and milk. And for that, we say no. What, what makes a company do that? Like move from vegan products and then add um, egg and milk and stuff into them? Okay. 
I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I, I have a case study. Uh, you know my girlfriend, Jacqueline, whom you've spoken to over the phone, um, works for Lenny and Larry's, which is overall, like, they have a lot of great vegan products. You know, they were all vegan uh, for the last couple of years. And recently, they introduced a cookie with eggs in it. And I, I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I think it's just because they wanted lower calories, fewer carbs, uh, less sugar, and they were able to, you know, the this sort of math equation of a fitness cookie, which is essentially what they are, you know, um, was better served, unfortunately, with animal products. And it's kind of tragic. Like they have, for example, a keto cookie, which is all vegan, and it's really crumbly. Um, so if it had eggs, which thank God it doesn't, that wouldn't be the case. So that's your answer. Like sometimes it's just for, I mean, it could be an economic reason. It could be a texture, taste, um, macronutrients. There's a bunch of reasons to do this. And I, I just, I don't find any of them personally compelling, but you know, the corporate decision-making is over my head, I guess. I mean, I guess some, some social entrepreneurship companies have a dual mandate. It's mm. a, both an economic mandate and a, like, you know, sustainability and ethical mandate. But that's, like, in the fabric of the founding of certain companies. And, uh, you know, I don't know of any, like, fitness cookie companies that have such a mandate. Moving back to, let's say, like, the, the habit, their burger, mm -hmm. you know, used to be a vegetarian burger. But then they changed their bun, they changed the way they sourced all their things, and now it's a vegan burger, so they kind of cast a wider net. So they are, you know, their burger will appeal to other pe you know, people with dairy allergies. That's, that's one thing yeah. I think that saves a lot of us vegans and then gives us choices because the corporations don't say, oh, well, let's we'll worry about the vegans. Like, let's worry about people that are lactose intolerant. Yeah, I mean, what I don't know what the total addressable lactose intolerant market is, but I, you know, I do think it's actually growing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever the reason, I, I'm just, ha I'm happy about the behavior. You know, I don't think of a corporation as a person, and I don't think like, let's see how pure they are and their intentions are good. Like, I don't care about their intentions. I care about their actions, and uh, this habit thing is a step in the right direction. I I don't think that most people in corporations are inherently evil. But what happens is when they're so focused on the bottom line, the corporation becomes some kind of malevolent organism. Well, that, that just I mean, eats that, that implies consumes. that the consumer behavior is malevolent, right? Because if consumers only had vegan stuff, the bottom line would be served by only having vegan products. So the question is, you know, like food companies respond to demand. They, they don't create demand. So, you know, I don't mean to, like, blame the victim, but, you know, it's incumbent on us to make good consumer choices. And then this, like, mindless zombie called, you know, the food industry will have to cater to us. If we're looking for some kind of sea change or, mm -hmm. or, or radical change, I mean, I'm sure that there's some people in corporate or make corporate decisions that are vegan that make corporate decisions against vegans because it's just a bottom line situation. They have shareholders to answer to. I mean, there's all sorts of, sure. of, of factions that make these companies make decisions that are, we consider tone deaf or yeah, bizarre. If you work for a food, a mainstream food company and you made a hundred percent ethical decisions, God bless you, but you're getting fired. Yeah, that's true. That's the sad reality. And I, I hate it, but, um, there, there's you, you kind of have to like cater to various interests I, I mean i'm glad i'm not working for a food a mainstream food company because i would be fired very quickly
So while we're still in the Yum, the Yum Brands the Yum umbrella, mm-hmm. so there was this news that came out that Taco Bell was testing a new meat, a plant-based meat. And they called it the Cravitarian meat. <laughs> okay. Have you ever met a Cravitarian before? Um, yeah, it's no. <laughs> like, I can't, I mean, I, no. This sounds like a good story. And since I've been really, like, pushing stuff out on TikTok, I'm like, okay, let me ask my TikTok followers if I should go and drive 100 miles, like, you know, round trip, to get my Cravitarian, Cravitarian taco. taco. And of course they said yes. They said, go for to, it, do it. It's easy to say yes. It's hard to follow through with the action. <laughs> I was lucky. Traffic wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. I uh, I ended up get it going to test, and it was test marketed in one location for one <sighs> week oh. and, while supplies last. For Earth Day? Is this I real? guess it will Earth five days or seven Mm. days i mean it was like one of those things too where i made sure i like i called ahead and made sure they had stock because i wasn't going to drive like 50 miles to you know to tustin to to, you know to not get anything did you hoard a supply of cravitarians for the future since this is some hot commodity maybe you can like put them on ebay and ship them out in like dry ice i don't think like a business master like yourself (laughs) like a profiteer i have tried the Del Taco Beyond Taco and Beyond Burrito mixture, and mm-hmm. I did not like it. I was not. I oh. was not a fan of it. It just. I for me. I mean, again, maybe it had to do with the day I ate it, or mm-hmm. I only had it once or twice, and it just seemed extra, extra salty. It is salty. I think it's delicious, but I don't have your same nuanced palate. Okay. This Craverton thing that they put together, Cravitarian, Craverton, mm-hmm. <laughs> this Craven, Craven thing that they've created. This Craven, yeah. Is actually excellent. Oh. It tastes really good. It's amazing. I got that Uncanny Valley concept too when I ate it. It reminded me of, I guess, back in, like back when I was in maybe my early 20s, maybe when I had mm-hmm. meat. It's very, very similar to a meat like substance. Are you certain you didn't just get meat? I was very specific. You know what I did? I did. I did the. I did the uh, influencer move. Mm-hmm. I like talked to the manager before I started. I'm like, look, I'm going to put this on social media. Thousands of people are going to see it, and actually, the thousands of people did. Wow, you threw your weight around. Well, no, I just wanted them to look good so I could take good. I mean, I yeah. I, I set them down. I brought all my camera equipment. Mm-hmm. I like put some lights up. But That's <laughs> awesome. I didn't put any lights up, but but I did put so, them in, like in the window, and I tried to get decent like 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 video of them. They were careful to give you the right stuff because they knew it was being watched. It was like a three part TikTok series. It's also up on Instagram. A three act structure. The first act was me asking whether or not. I should go to Tustin. Everyone said do it. Mm -hmm. The second act was me driving to Tustin. And Mm -hmm. I I actually even included the phone conversation I had with someone at Taco Bell, which delighted many people. And then the third was actually just sort of reviewing the meat and reviewing and getting like really good pictures of the meat. I I took 
apart the taco, like cracked it in half, and I got like a really good cross section because it was mm-hmm. more of an analytical thing than even a an emotional thing. I just wanted to make sure that people like saw what it looked like because it definitely looks very realistic as well. Were people in the store staring at you? So it was a cool Taco Bell. It's very close to their corporate office. Oh, so that's why they chose Tustin. It's near their office. They had to let, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think it was a fun experience, like actually traveling somewhere, you know, very unique and going to a place that's only serving one thing. It was the worst test market ever. It was like not on the menu. You had to know that it existed. Taco Bell didn't really do much PR on it. It, it sounds like they're burying this. Like they, they, they had to say they tried but they didn't try. You know, my TikToks got maybe five to five to six times more engagement than their TikTok that did. They put one TikTok uh, up. Yeah, it, it really sounds like they're, they're just paying lip service to vegan meats, but it doesn't actually make economic sense to them or whatever. And so they, they had to say they tried it um, and it didn't, wasn't that popular and that's why they're not going to do it. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But that's what it feels like. I don't know what decisions they make, you know, regarding this, why they decided to just kind of roll it out into one location. It seems like they're doing that a lot with some of these test markets where and but 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 to me it just seemed like they didn't even advertise it. It was only in I think there was only like two articles about it. One mm-hmm. in Motley Fool and one in um uh CNBC. So they press released it just to the business press. That's right. You're right. Not to like Veg News. Well, you know why Veg News found out about it? Be from from people like us that like mm. traveled there and and blasted it out on Instagram and TikTok. Was the price comparable to their regular tacos? It was two dollars and nineteen cents per taco. Yeah. So it was like fifty, sixty cents extra. Big deal. Again, I ordered it fresco style. I think I got extra guacamole and and jalapenos. Okay, and I added in that it. case, it might have actually been priced at parity. Yeah, but but again, I I think that it's a excellent product, and I'm oh. hoping that Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell. You know, Taco Bell is actually going to definitely do something, whether mm-hmm. or not it's going to be this or beyond. They're going to do something soon. Awesome. They're just sort of feeling around right now and seeing what's what's right for them. I'm excited. I definitely got a big response when I put put it out up there on social media because Taco Bell kind of a lot of people like have a, an emotional response to Taco Bell. You love Taco Bell, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's comfort food. It's inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I'm cheap. Also, it's always veganizable. You know, it was always yeah. is something that you can actually veganize and 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 feel comfortable with what you're eating versus. You know, going to a place where, you know, you can only have, you know, I don't know, steamed vegetables. Right. If I were a meat eater, I'd find it really disgusting because from what I hear, their meat is like, you know, really subpar. But since I'm not, I think it's great. We'll see what what the future holds, but I'm sure that they're going to have some kind of meat substitute probably by summer. seems like that's what they're moving towards. Meat girl summer. It's going to be... Either beyond, it's going to be Taco Bell summer. <laughs> what is this whole thing about summer? It's uh, uh, white boy summer. It's this summer. Everybody, everybody's trying to claim summer. Can't summer just claim itself? All the Gen Zs want to get out of school, and um, 
you know, people are hoping that Biden's promise of July the 4th being a mask-free for all (laughs) will come to pass. So summer is hotly anticipated.